Yeah. Get it down with the good times. Get it down with the good times and the fly times. Where you been from? Where you came from? What kind of grasshopper you rode in on? Is it green with buggy yellow eyes? Or is it one of those black ones that might just be a cricket? What's the difference between a cricket and a grasshopper, yo? I don't even know. What's happening, friends? It is I, Gabriel Roberts, and you are listening to Painting Pictures. It's a podcast about universal juice. That universal juice, which is also known as red wine. That's a form, a tangible form of universal juice that makes you feel alive. And I just drank a glass of red wine with dinner and a movie. And now I'm going to record this intro to this podcast. No fear. No fear about how it's going to addle my brain and prevent me from being crispy. Because I'm a crispy fella. And I can get by with a little bit of wine in this system. Unfortunately, I can't dilute it with water, which is what I would normally do. I would eat a big meal, have a glass of wine, and then I would start chugging water, often with lemon in it. And I would, within within the hour after my meal, I would probably drink three or four tall glasses of lemon water. No more, my friends. No more. This is a little bit of a medical update for you right off the bat here. Stop drinking water with your meals. It doesn't help. It dilutes the acid in your stomach and it makes it harder for your poor little body to digest food. How about that, huh? What do you think about that? What do you think about that? Does that change your life? It has changed mine already. Um, it's kind of frustrating. I, I can't drink anything. You're supposed to stop drinking water 10 minutes, at least 10 minutes before you eat, because that's how long it takes to digest water. Not very long. It's just water, right? How hard can it be? 10 minutes, then you can eat. Then you got to wait, I don't know, an hour, two hours. How long does it take to digest food? That's the next thing I need to know. I can't wait that long. I'm giving it an hour. I'm saying, body, dear body, here's an hour. Go ahead and digest. And then I'm going to hit you with water. And I'm going to hit you hard with that lemon water because I got a little wine going and I'm afraid of being hungover. I'm absolutely petrified and terrified about being hungover. There's just no excuse for it anymore at this age. This podcast, this this evening, well, it's this evening now, it's whenever it is for you, it's a hodgepodge, and it's a mixture, and it's, it's, it's a mixture in five parts. So there's five different flavors in here. They're all, they all have something in common, and it's my voice. But they've got different tones, you know, some will bring you up, some will bring you down. Okay, so it's a little bit of an up and a down and a back and a forth. And I'm hoping that you'll just kind of ride the wave all the way through it and it'll feel good. It'll be a sweet ride. That's what I want for you here. I want you to just settle in and have a sweet ride and not feel like you're being assaulted. Like this intro is kind of high energy right now. And maybe it's too high. Maybe you're feeling a little bit under pressure. So I'm going to go ahead and just 
take it down a notch. Before we get the podcast started, I want to tell you why I am feeling alive and full of universal juice today. I got a letter. I got a letter in the mail. Now let's back it up. Let's back it up. Before I got the letter, what did I do? What did I do? Well, I was designing a flyer. My cousin's getting married. And there's going to be a wedding shower, which is a celebration, a bridal shower, you know. Uh, you celebrate the wedding. It's usually focused on the bride, I guess, and all the girls get together. It's kind of like the bachelorette party, but they just like buy the bride lingerie and stuff. Anyway, this bridal shower is going to be a wedding shower. It's going to have the groom there and guys. It's just going to be a lunch. It's like a celebration. And I made the flyer for it. I put a piece of my mom's beautiful art on the front and on the back. Uh, The information, the details, you know, where, who, what, when. Do you ever get one of those invites? That lays it out like that. Who? What? Who? You and your friends. What? A good time. When? Saturday the 17th. Where? Yeah. They thought they were being real cool. Sometimes it felt like they were stretching for the what, though. You know? Anyhow, I made a kick-ass flyer, and I was going to get it printed, and I emailed it to my favorite local print shop. It's called Copy Plus. It's run by a man from South Africa named Mel, and he does good work. And I called him, I got his email address, I sent over the files, a PDF for the front of the flyer and the back of the flyer. And it was 4 p.m. I'd already been out just briefly before. It was hot. I I did not want to drive to the copy shop. I was hoping that I could just talk to Mel and I could send him the flyers and he could print them for me and then I could go and pick them up or maybe he could print a proof and I could go approve the proof and I just really wanted to minimize the amount of time back and forth and the last thing I wanted to do was drive out there at 4 p.m. in the afternoon when it's hot and people are out driving around and pick out cardstock so that was the thing he he got the files or I could send him the files but he needed to know what kind of cardstock to put it on and I was saying, maybe you can just, we can just decide on a cardstock over the phone. And he was very hesitant about this. This was a, this is a sticking point for Mel. He really felt like it was important for me to get in there and take a look at that cardstock. So I caved. I caved in and I drove there. And the whole time I'm driving there, I'm thinking, why was I such a weakling on the phone? Why didn't I just put my foot down and say, listen, Mel. I trust you to choose cardstock for this flyer. Just matte, something matte, not glossy, not too thick, not too thin, not too expensive, not too cheap. What do you recommend? You know, then he could have gone ahead and printed it. But no, I caved in because I just sensed that he wanted me to come in. And of course, I'm a nice guy, so I come in. Also, I tried to put the file on my flash drive just in case he didn't get the email. And my flash drive keeps telling me that it's full when it's not. It's lying to me, and it made me take everything off of it to finally find out what was happening, which is that it wasn't clearing its memory. So I got really frustrated about that. I think I said, you stupid fucking thing. 
to my flash drive. Those are my exact words. It was a beautiful afternoon. Otherwise, doing great. I had a nice acupuncture treatment. But in that moment, the words coming out of my mouth in frustration were, you stupid fucking thing. What a terrible thing to say, but that's where I was, folks. So I'm driving. It's hot. I get to the copy shop. Nobody's there. Mel and his assistant, maybe his son, are looking at something on the computer. And he says, I'll be right with you, sir. I putter around. It turns out they're looking at my file because there's not a lot going on at that copy shop. It's amazing that they're still in business. I love it. It's huge. It's uh, It sells like... Uh, like you know, th- things that have been in packaging for a long time, you can tell have been like sitting on the shelves for a long time. And there's a strange mixture of like displays and like he's selling miniature staples and Sharpie pens and stationery and letterhead. The calendar on the wall is still back in November of 2013. There are these weird, like, I guess they're kind of South African landscape painting prints on the wall, and they've got big uh, sticky notes on them saying they're for, like, $75. It's a really funky place, but I love it. Anyway, long story short, Mel prints that prints that for me right then and there. I'm in and out in 20 minutes. I got my flyers. They're all printed. I paid. And it's brilliant. And I'm glad that I went down because I could take care of the thing. I got to deliver them to my aunt. She loved them. They fit in the envelopes. Everybody was happy. She paid me for the the cost of the printing. So I was really glad that I'd gone down. And I was glad that I was a softie and that I responded to Mel from South Africa. Have Have you ever been to South Africa? It's uh it's a it's a wonderful place. Uh, it's a wonderful place. I've never been, but I'm working on the accent. I got home, guys, and what did I find? I looked in the mailbox and it was empty. And I knew someone had collected the mail. And I had a feeling. I had a feeling that something special was about to happen. And indeed, I opened the door and on the kitchen table was an envelope. And I just got really excited, and I said, yoo-hoo, or I went, which is what I say when I enter the door, and my sister said from the other room, you got a letter. (sighs) I got a letter, guys. I got a letter. I got a letter from my pen pal. The last correspondence we exchanged was seven years ago. Seven years ago, seven years have passed, I sent my friend a letter and I got a response today. And I wasn't expecting a response. I was hoping for a response. I didn't even know if the address I had was still valid. Not only did I get a response, I got a wonderful response of total appreciation and joy and like, the coolest thing and signed with saying like, I'm so glad to have my pen pal back. That's what I'm talking about guys. That's what I'm talking about. I have been riding high on that all afternoon. Uh, what is it? What is it? Let's dig deep, dig deep. Let's find that universal juice real quick. What is it that makes that so juicy? 
Well, it's a fuck. It's a letter in the mail. When do you get a letter with someone else's handwriting? It's a packet, a pure packet of somebody else's vibes coming at you. You can imagine them writing it. You are put in a place where they are writing it and they're thinking about you. And you know when you're reading it that this occurred, that this time was taken where they sat down at a desk and they thought about you and they composed some thoughts. And that's fucking incredible. It's fucking incredible. And not only that, it's on paper. Is there anything better than lined paper written on both sides with pen? I'm just going to dangle this letter in front of the microphone and maybe you can get some of the vibes. Do you feel any of that? Do you feel any of that? Do you smell that? Double-sided. Double-sided, baby. That that texture of the pen on lined paper, it's a little bit crinkly. You can rub your fingers over it. If you could read... It's not Braille, but it's like Braille. Why don't? Why isn't Braille just regular letters? Anyway, that was wonderful. Okay, not only that, but you can take it and you can take your time with it because it's something special. When you get an email, I mean, usually you just read the email, right? I mean, once in a while you get a long email and you might think, oh, I'm going to save this for later. But with a letter, you can really take your time with it and you can take it wherever you want. And so I took like just a minute, like I couldn't really, I opened it right away, but I did take the time to go into my room and sit down on my bed and read it slowly and like make sure that I understood it before I moved on to the next portion of the letter. If you're interested in corresponding with me, um, please send a piece of mail to Gabriel Roberts. The address is 3720 Kimberly Way, Carmichael, C-A-R-M-I-C-H-A-E-L, 95608. Do it. I'll write you back. All right. So that's what I'm all juiced up about. The last note about today is deodorant. I I wear deodorant, but sometimes I don't put it on. I, I think most people have like a very set rhythm, and it usually involves a shower in the morning. And following the shower, you put on deodorant, and the deodorant lasts you all day, right? You go to sleep, you wake up, repeat. It's a great system. I don't have that system because, first of all, I don't shower every day. Second of all... I don't shower at regular times. It's sometimes it's in the morning. It's more often than not in the, in the middle of the day. And so when do you put on deodorant? Like, to, for example, this morning I woke up. I don't think I'd showered yesterday. I, I did shower yesterday, but I didn't put deodorant on yesterday. So if I shower in the afternoon, say, I'm not inclined to put deodorant on because I'm not going out. I'm not potentially going to be sweating for the rest of the day and I'd rather not put deodorant on the last thing I would like is to like imagine this doesn't this gross you out you take a shower before bed and then you put deodorant on you rub it all in your armpits and then you go to sleep with that shit on your tender little underarm skins I don't want that no one wants that so I like to avoid situations where the deodorant is just sitting and not doing me any good. 
but I tend to overcompensate, and this can sometimes lead to BO. Okay? This can lead to BO. And, um, you know, there are ladies in the house, my mom and my sister. I don't want to be stinky. And I also, like, I'd like to keep up some sort of appearances. Well, today, I, um, I woke up, I guess I was a little bit grubby already. I don't know what I did today, but I I didn't put deodorant on because I didn't shower. And unless I, oh no, I did. Before I went out to work in the shed this morning, I put deodorant on. Okay. Check deodorant because I didn't want to be stinky. Then I took a shower, took a swim in a shower later in the day, midday. And I didn't put deodorant on again after that because I had already put deodorant on. And then I just washed it off. And I used soap on my underarms. And again, we're talking about using a lot of chemicals on one's underarm. So I start off in the morning with deodorant. Then a couple hours later, I'm using soap. I don't want to put deodorant on again. I want to let them rest. And so then what happened, guys? It got kind of hot in this afternoon. I got a little sweaty and just like a little bit of BO. But really not... It's really not bad. So... Anyway, that's just a little note about my um, deodorant habits. Should we get on with the podcast? That was a really long intro. Thanks for listening and tuning in. Uh, I hope you enjoy this podcast. I'll set up the uh, sequences. We've got um, a sequence called Out with Lucy. Then we've got a segment called Happy Thoughts. Then we've got a social media uh, minute where you get advice on, on um, posting photos to Facebook. And then we've got an extended uh, soliloquy about Dr. Dan Jatt. And then we close with this strange um, phone call. So I hope you enjoy. Sit back, lock in, load up, and have fun. I love you. Part one. Out with Lucy. So lately, I've had the pleasure of going on errands with my sister, who is really, really, really beautiful. And it's interesting to see how people respond to her, particularly guys. Because, you know, obviously, it's a beautiful woman. They're blown away. They would do anything to have some time with her or to get to talk to her, but they don't really know how to handle themselves. And so they end up saying really weird things. For example, we're at the post office the other day, and my sister was mailing an envelope to New Zealand. And in the envelope was chapstick. And the chapstick then made it technically a parcel, which meant it was going to cost $7.50 to mail it as opposed to a dollar and 15 if it were just a letter. So anyway, my sister's fine with paying that. It's kind of like just the joy of sending mail and a little excitement to have a little chapstick for her, her, her partner in New Zealand. Well, the guy is, is going through some things and it's this big guy, very tall. He, he very much is like the boss of the post office. And my sister and I are there, and we're cracking up to ourselves about the fact that she's mailing chapstick in an envelope. 
he's very serious. He he's not letting on any bit of humor. Um, you know, and he's basically giving an air of of like nonchalance and like gruff gruffness. He's he's putting out gruffness. Well, my sister agrees to pay the seven dollars because she wants to send this chapstick, and then he gets out some form and. And then he, he says something like, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and send this as a regular letter. Unless you want to pay full boat. Uh, Lucy understands that he's basically hooking it up and says, oh, no, I, I don't, I don't want to pay full boat. So he nods and says, okay, and runs a transaction and hands her the credit card slip, which she signs. She says, thank you. And he says, be safe. And we walk away. Be safe. Be safe. We were in Carmichael. Suburban Carmichael at 4 p.m. in the afternoon. What is he? Who does he think we are? Some kids about to go off on a, on a drinking bender borrowing his car? Or maybe he thinks that we're in Vietnam during the Vietnam War. And, you know, we could just get shot. Or maybe he thinks that people that mail chapstick are um, hooligans, you know, that are constantly putting themselves in danger and, and extremely irresponsible. That's that's the vibe. It was like, be safe, you irresponsible little fucking kids. But I know he didn't really, he had no concern over our, for our safety. So this is just something he blurted out because he was uncomfortable with how beautiful my sister is. That he didn't know what to say. He didn't know what to say. So, of course, his response had to be to just show, demonstrate as much power and authority as he possibly could. Because he didn't want any bit of his complete, like, smittenness to show through. Be safe. Fuck you. You be safe. Not fuck him. Whatever. It's funny. It's just ridiculous, the things people say. So... Then a couple days later, we were, went to Home Depot, and we were looking for a valve for this faucet that was leaking, and it's a, it's a small brass part, and there are probably 20 or 30 different similar parts that Home Depot carries, all for different types of faucets. What a mess this world is that we live in what what an absolute shit show it is that there are 30 different valves for the same thing and they all have different packaging and different labels and different numbers and come from different places around the world anyway it's very busy it was like a saturday at home depot the place was popping off and we find our way to the appropriate section lucy finds the like faucet repair aisle it's crowded there are all sorts of people pouring through these little packages trying to find the things they need for their sprinklers or for their faucets and i'm going through i've got the dead valve in my hand and i'm going through and holding it up to each of the little packages trying to find its mate and i'm not finding the exact one i'm wondering like well can i get one that's almost exactly the same and Anyway, Lucy kind of hollers at one of the Home Depot employees that's nearby. And he looks over right away, sees us, 
and then says, I'll be with you in, in just a moment. And I go back to looking and then he comes over and he, he grabs my dead faucet and he kind of wedges his way in between us and, um, starts looking at him and then he says, Oh, I know, I know, I know. I, I just got deja vu. I just got deja vu. I know what this is, man. I know where this is. And he finds it for us, which is awesome. And he also made a little comment when he like wedged himself in between me and my sister to find a part. He said to my sister, like, sorry to cut you off there, which was nice. Well, so we're very grateful and excited to get the right part. Thank you so much, we say. And we're getting ready to make our way down the aisle. And he says to my sister, you got a, you got a real cute smile. You, you, yeah, you got a real cute smile. You got a real cute smile? Can you not pay a compliment? Can you not give a compliment? Does it, can it not be straight up? Can you not say you have a beautiful smile? A cute smile? You have a cute smile? What are you telling some hideous, horribly disfigured person that like, there's still a shred of something to your features that, that, that can salvage the day? You got a cute smile, you may be hideous and deformed and have no arms and legs, but you got a cute smile. No, you're talking to a, a beautiful, a beautiful woman who has a wonderful smile and you just can't, you just can't say it. You can't say it because apparently that's socially unacceptable. But what is socially acceptable apparently are backhanded compliments like you got a cute smile. Because you're not putting yourself out there at all. You're not saying that, oh, I'm not, it's not saying that I'm interested in you. I just said you got a cute smile. I'm not, I will, I'm not interested in you. I don't think you're pretty. Because that's how men have been taught to deal with beautiful women. They think, oh, beautiful women must get so much attention from guys. And what they really want is a guy that doesn't like them. That then they can go after. They want the chase. They want the game. So this guy thinks he's going to get that game going in Home Depot because he's going to give her a backhanded compliment. And my sister's going to be going over that in her head later that night. Boy, that guy, he really, he didn't think, he didn't think I was pretty at all. I, I got to prove to him that I'm pretty. I got to go back to Home Depot and I got to find him and I got to, I got to show to him that I'm pretty. And then he'll, she'll walk right into his, his trap, right into his plans. Sorry, buddy. Not going to work. You're never going to see my sister again in your life. And you missed a great opportunity to pay her a real honest compliment. Part 2. Happy Thoughts. I meditated this morning for almost an hour. And... I didn't get what I was looking for. What I was looking for was some some peace of mind. I wanted to feel like I had gotten past that monkey mind chatter and and gotten to a, a place of of peace, which of course is is what I'm after in meditation. But I realize now that. Um, you're not necessarily always going to get that with meditation. Sometimes you're going to get frustration and 
Um, well, you get frustration if 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 you don't get what you're after. So you can't go into it wanting anything. You can't bring any any expectations or desires into it. And I kept sitting there thinking, well, I'm just going to grind it out a little bit longer. Just going to give it a few more minutes to really try to sink in and relax. And Anyway, then watching uh, this happy documentary this evening and seeing people doing loving-kindness meditation and smiling benevolently, sending out rays of peace and calm. I very much like that approach. I like to think about doing it uh, as a service, not necessarily just to myself, but to all of humanity as a way of of um, spreading and, and, and cultivating love and, and peace on the planet. And that seems maybe as like a distraction from the practice of overcoming my mind, but I like the idea of it not necessarily always being about me and my mind and my meditation practice and, you know, how I'm doing as a spiritual seeker and instead for it to be something more far-reaching and... Uh, that kind of takes the pressure off of it if you're just thinking, well, I'm just going to sit here and be as uh, as kind and loving to everything and every th- every thing, everything and everything that enters my mind space. Um, so I'm going to try that tomorrow. We'll see. See how it goes. Another interesting note from that movie, Happy which was okay. It's a little bit preachy, uh, as my mom said, a little bit pedantic, if you will. But I guess some people need to be told why happiness is important. There were a few times in the movie where they were saying, like, not only are happy people more productive, they also tend to make more money and have a... um, you know, better uh, better jobs. I don't think they said better jobs, but basically they were selling happiness to us as if we should need to be reminded that happiness is important. Um, anyway, I came out of it really wanting, really sold on the idea of happiness as being important. What was I going to say? Oh, so th- one of the last stories is about a... Uh, man, a German guy, probably in his 40s, who volunteers at Mother Teresa's home for the dying and sick in Calcutta, India. And this guy is a saint, basically. He's traipsing around in flip-flops, smiling, cleaning up poop, and feeding bananas to dying lepers. And picking up people with no arms and legs and rocking them like babies and holding them up to the window so they can get some light. And the guy's incredible. He talks about how he had a career in banking and he was really into fashion and wasted a lot of money on clothes. And now this is what makes him happy. And of course, immediately my mind goes to, God, how fucking selfish am I pursuing my little bullshit ideas of career and status and 
my little game that I'm so wrapped up in every day of put, advancing it a little further, of bettering myself and all this shit. And here's this guy just uh, helping people all day long. And I thought, well, that's what I got to do. That's what I got to do. I got to go to India. And... But I know that's not really what I've got to do. I mean, maybe that it will be part of what I want to, what I do. And I guess what I want to recognize is that desire to do something helpful. <laughs> I feel like I'm contributing something of value and I'm not just jacking myself off. Then there was a nice quote from a British guy. Those Brits, sometimes they really come through with it. And he said um, that, I don't know if he, he wasn't referencing the guy in particular, but I think he said something about how, you know, we, we can't all go, uh, it's not all about, you know, quit your job and change your life completely. It's, uh, it's a, you still have to be authentically you and finding your happiness, which is different than anybody else's. And I like that because, you know, it's not necessarily everybody's gig to go work at Mother Teresa's hospital. You know, some people, some people want to um, clean and give people pedicures or other things, sharpen pencils. That'd be a great job. I could, I could get into that. Anyway, the pint, the pint, Charlie, the pint of this is that. You can help people, I think, in other ways. I mean, th this is what I'm going to tell myself, is that I can help people in other ways, that it doesn't necessarily have to be going and uh, feeding the homeless or caring for the sick and dying. You know, I can blab on a mic every week, and that can be helpful. Right? Okay. Part three, social media minute. Welcome to your social media minute. Do, 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 do. Whether you're on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, this is the advice that you need to climb that social media ladder. Now, bringing you that advice is Gabriel Roberts. Hi folks, thanks for tuning in to another Social Media Minute. Today I'm going to talk to you about posting a photo of a food on Facebook. Now the first thing you want to do is to consider your audience, alright? Now what kinds of Facebook friends do you have right now and what kind of Facebook friends do you want down the line? A lot of people make the mistake, they just think about the friends they've got right now and talking to them, but you really want to be thinking about building your audience as you go down the line. So what sort of Facebook friends are you going to be making in the future? Are you going to be making friends with foodies? Are you going to be making friends with techies? Okay, these are the things that need to be going through your mind when you're preparing your photos. Now, when you take a picture of your food, it's best to get some good lighting, all right? It's not, no one likes a dark picture. No one likes a dark picture with nothing in it. Now, if you have any cats, go ahead and pose them in the photo. That helps. You can tag your cats. That's funny. People like that. They think that's funny. They hover over it and they see the name of your cat. All right? If you're eating for two, 
try to put both plates in it because no one likes just a loner picture of what you made for yourself. That's sad and desperate, okay? You want to show people that you have friends, that you have people you're eating with, all right? Not just by yourself, like some fucking loser, okay, that just eats by themselves, Okay, you don't want to be that. It's all about not being needy on Facebook, okay? You don't care. You want a perception to build the perception that you don't care what other people think about you. Okay, you're just posting this because you want to. Okay, you just want to share people, share with them your food. All right, so you've got the lighting. Now, what are you going to show? Now, what have you made? What did you cook? It has to be something interesting. Okay, people don't want to see just some soup. Soup is a terrible idea. Soup never comes out good in pictures. I recommend pasta and handmade pasta, okay? That's a hook. That's an edge. That's a grab. People like that. That's something they can grab onto, okay? And maybe they think, have they ever made handmade pasta? Probably not. That's new. That shows you're creative, okay? That shows you're creative. It shows you follow through. You can follow directions, okay? And it shows that you're into sustainability, all right, because that's really hot right now. That's a really hot trend. So if you can, and lay, load up that tagline with all the different keywords, okay? You want to get in keywords like organic, okay, gluten-free, okay, sustainable, okay, chicken, chicken liver. It's really high in calcium, okay? People like that. So posing everything in there, you've got your cats, right? You've got at least two plates. Now you've got to have a beverage, okay? Now you, people don't want to just see you drinking water with your meal, so you've got to bring in something, some kind of cocktail maybe, some kind of craft cocktail. People like to see you drinking, okay? It's important to show that you're down to party, all right, that you're down to mingle and that you're okay with drinking. So put in that, maybe you make a mint julep. Have you ever made a mint julep? Maybe now is the time. Now you think, well, I'm making handmade pasta. Isn't that enough? It's not. You could alternately use a blood orange soda. I'm going to go ahead and recommend that as a as a cure-all drink because that's interesting, okay? It's not just orange juice. It's not just orange soda. It's not cheap and tacky. Blood orange is elegant. It's Italian, okay? It's foreign, okay? Really like that. Now, if this can somehow incorporate some part of your past, say you studied abroad in Spain and you got a little sangria, okay, and you can tag some friends that you studied abroad in Spain with, kind of bring them in. That helps generate a little bit of buzz, okay? You want to generate a little bit of buzz. People like to see that there's an inside joke that they don't get, okay? That shows that you've got a personality, okay? It shows that you've got a life outside of Facebook, okay? People like to see that. And if they don't get the joke, well, then you can, you can laugh at it and if you can get one of your friends to comment on it now this brings up another point is having a relationship with someone on Facebook that you actually take offline you take off Facebook and you discuss how your strategies overlap like what are you looking for on Facebook and maybe you both have common goals and you can help each other out with a like when someone needs a like on their photo or a particular comment if they need a little spice okay it's good to get some comments going on those photos. Now, once you've posted that up online, just wait for those likes to come rolling in, okay? And when people comment, you don't want to write back right away, okay? You don't want to seem like you're there checking your photo and responding as soon as someone posts something, okay? Sit back, let a few comments accrue. Then what you do after three to four days is go through and just give a like to each comment, okay? Make sure you like each comment. You don't want to be an asshole and not like one of the comments. If you're going to like a comment, you have to like all the comments. If somebody asks a specific 
question, it is okay to respond, but do not use the at sign in front of their name. Okay, this isn't Twitter. So don't use that handle. That's a separate talk. It's a separate sphere. Okay, this is Facebook. And it's okay to respond to that person. Now, what you don't want to do is build in responses to each individual comment in your comment. Okay, no one likes to see that a reply where you're individually giving shout outs to each person. What you want to do is try to pick up on the general vibe of, of the discussion that's occurring around your photograph and make a response that's tailored to that overall vibe. Throw in some laughs. It's good to sound casual here, okay? Always casual. So just to review the key points, um, you know, something handmade, plenty of keywords, get your cats in there, make sure that this is not a solo meal you're sharing, tag as many people as possible in the photo, and then make sure you sit back and wait a little bit before you like those comments. Part 4. Dear Dr. Jat. Wrote a letter to a chiropractor. Dear Dr. Jat, I said. Dr. Dan Jat. Do you remember me? I came to you once four years ago, and now I want my x-rays. Please hand over my fucking x-rays, you fucking prick-ass chiropractor. I'm coming back there. Coming back there, and I'm going to give you an adjustment. Now, I was really kind. I told him, I flattered him. I told him that he'd given me a wonderful adjustment four years ago. And that it really, it greatly helped me recover from sprained ankles. And I wish I'd said it, it greatly helped in my recovery from sprained ankles. I think that would have been better. But I only had a, a bit of paper and... I honestly, I didn't want to cross things out. Like, I didn't want it to look like I was going to too much trouble. I didn't want to be too effusive or chatty or, like, friendly, you know? I wanted to keep it relatively pro professional, and so I did. And enclosed, I enclosed a request for release of uh, my x-rays. From Dan Jat. His name's not Dan Jat. It's uh, it's Dan Latch. But for some reason, I put him in my phone as Dan Jat. J A T. So hopefully, you know, he'll get that letter and he'll get ex he'll get excited. Doctor Jat, there's a letter for you. I'm sure an assistant will open it. And they'll be like, this is fucking weird. Someone wrote a letter. I wonder if they'll just crumple it up, pull the records, mail them off, and Dan Jat will never read that letter. It'll be kind of sad. But then what if the assistant takes in the letter and says, here, doctor, there's a letter for you. Do I call you doctor? You're a chiropractor. I guess I call you doctor. Doctor, there's a letter for you. A letter? A letter for me? says Dan Jat. He opens the letter. Dear Dr. Jat. Blah, 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 blah. What is this? What is this? 
Get this, get this out of my face. Go, take this out of my face. I don't want, I don't want anything to do with this letter. I don't like this person. I don't like that they're writing me letters. I don't know. I'll probably just be like, oh, I'll get the records. It's not that big of a deal. But I'll bet you he doesn't get a whole lot of letters from former patients that had wonderful ankle adjustments. He really did do a nice job on my ankles. Just nice little pop and pop and lock, you know? And then he went for the neck, the head. That one always freaks me out, because you always you always see movies. You you there always watching those movies. You always see movies with um um, you know, people like James Bond or villains sneaking up behind people and then just giving them the old cracker, crackerino, the old snap, crackle, pop in the old head, twisty McGoo, double twist, snap, crackle, McGoo, and they're out. And it's not the, uh, you know, it's one thing where they just, uh, like, they gently choke them out, so then they pass out. No, 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 no. The snap, crackle, pop is sayonara. Is see you later. And it can't be that different than... Well, I don't know that that's a real thing. Of course, it's in movies. But it's probably real. You can probably kill somebody by snapping something in their neck. And that motion's got to be fairly similar to the chiropractic adjustment, which involves grabbing your head and twisting it violently in one direction. Is hard, well, not as hard as fast as you can, but pretty hard and fast for there to be a big old pop. So I freaked the fuck out when he put his hands on my head. Unfortunately, he was a professional, old Jat. Jat's a pro. He did it fast, confident, like when you pick up a baby. You gotta be confident. You can't be like, oh, I don't know if he wants me to hold him. Then the baby's gonna cry and poop on your hand. Yeah, just pick that baby up. Say, baby, you're coming with me. This is how it's gonna be, baby. And uh, you can't argue, because you're just a baby. Nothing really. Oh, I got needles today. This is why I'm. I'm this is a larger subject about. About my health and how I am working on my posture and how it's a full-time job. That's right, I didn't get a job pushing papers or pencils around uh, one of those jobs. You, they, you sit at a large table and they, they people come in and deposit stacks of paper on one side of you and you just have to push them from one end of the table to the other then go back and push the next stack. And then once you finish, they come in and they just tell you to push them back to the other side. Not that kind of job. This kind of job is uh, keeping myself upright, drawing my shoulders back. It's seriously, you think you have good posture? You're, I know, you're sitting there and you're like, oh, my posture is fine, right? Maybe I need to straighten up a little bit. Well, you need to straighten up a lot of it, I'm guessing. If you're like me... You think you have good posture, but you actually don't. There's a big old bulge. Not to freak you out, okay? Don't freak out. But you may have a big bulge developing in the top of your spine. You know that in some cultures, in some cultures, 
this is how they determine this is how they determine how old people are is by the separation of the spine from the body <laughs> separation of the spine from the body it sounds horrible well it is it's uh it's a gradual process so you just gotta pull that upper spine in and you don't want to arch your back though because you don't want to over arch the old the bottom curve uh there's some exercises that are helpful but basically i've just been working on my posture all day long for the past three days and it's kind of all-consuming and my sh my back and shoulders are sore from all the work but it's good work you know helicopter coming in it's on 45 flyby just checking things out I think we all shoot like a massive paintball into a windshield of a helicopter how badass would that be imagine how much that would freak out probably like five SWAT teams on my block within like 10 minutes rolling up ready to suppress ready to su suppress some paintballs paintballing civilians anyway this is my new job and it's called straighten up and I'm gonna get taller and I'm gonna try to dunk the basketball it's my goal might have to start doing exercises too, but right now I'm just focusing on getting taller. Because I think if I really straighten up, I'm a solid 5'10", and I'm shooting for 5'11". 5'11", people dunk the basketball. It's not un unheard of. So stay tuned. I may be at a basketball court near you someday soon. Jamming that shit. Jamming that shit in your face. In your face. Ah. Uh. How about when basketball players dunk and then they hang on the rim and they rub their crotch and the guy that they just dunked over and he kind of like grimaces and like puts his shoulders up and turns away and the guy's hanging onto the rim screaming and rubbing his balls in his face. <laughs> uh, domination. Domination, bitch. How does it feel? How does it feel to get dominated? Well, I want to dominate some peeps. I want to I wanna jam the ball, and then I want to rub my balls on someone's head. While I stand under the rim, just mouth open, agape at my leaping prowess. My balls just kind of... <laughs> gently... Gently roll, kind of like they can't really feel them because obviously there's some underwear going on, but they can kind of feel them. They're like, is that his? Are, they, are those his balls? On my face? That's right. That's right. Those are my balls. <laughs> How my balls feel on your face? Does that feel good? Ah, uh, domination, domination, baby. Hit the gym. Hit the weights, yo. Hit the weights. Last story for the evening. I was jogging in the park with my sister. And we went past this big old house. And uh, I remembered going to a party there way back in the day. 
with my sister and I pointed it out and I said, didn't we go to a party there? And she said, yeah, I don't remember how, but we remembered that we didn't really know the people. It was friends of a friend. And it was during high school when high school parties, ugh, don't even get me started, but they were mostly like my sister's age. So I'm, I'm just probably like a frosh, frosh man. Uh, so it's probably about five foot two. And I just remember there was one guy like trying to get with my sister the whole time. And I didn't like him. And he was kind of the alpha dog, the alpha dog of the party. And I just remember sort of tagging along like behind my sister. <laughs> and then I remember later in the evening, I think it was him. It might've been somebody else though. Gave me some advice on ladies. And his advice was, you got to hit the gym. Hit the gym. You got to hit the gym, little man. And I think I was, I think I was high or I was drunk. And I wanted to show him. And so I lifted up my shirt and I flexed my tiny little abdomen. <laughs> my tiny little freshman abdomen. I think I said, I didn't, it didn't come, I, I meant to say something like, I do all right, like, check, check the abs, I'm, I'm doing okay, but I think I just said something like, I got, <laughs> I got, I got, or something, and then, and then I think I put my shirt down and walked away and probably asked to leave the party. Uh, there was a guy skimming the pool yesterday when we jogged by and, uh, I kind of wish he overheard and I wonder what he thought, you know, some old dude skimming your pool and you hear two random people run by on the path and they say, Hey, didn't we go to a party there one time? How does that make you feel about your bedroom? Probably knows some high school kids humped in your bedroom one weekend when you were gone and there's probably like secret secret semen that you've never discovered in weird places and that like some some high school kid probably like tried on your shirts or like just rifled through your drawers can't be a good feeling Part five, a very strange phone call. What color is it? It's not green, is it? Is that minivan green? No, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. I, uh, no, I think it's blue. I think it's blue. Is it, what do you, what do you think? Hmm? You think it's, you think it's blue too? Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, it's blue, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I think too. Oh. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really nice. Um, 
you know, I don't really, you know, I don't really think about like if I could choose a color for my minivan, what would it be? I, I haven't really, I haven't really thought about that very much before. But um, I think it's nice. I think it's nice. I think blue's nice. You know, I, yeah. Um, I mean, it's I. Sometimes I thought I think about like green as like another option. Or blue, but blue is nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, my email address is bluebird sixty four because that's the year I was born. Bluebird sixty four Jarble. That's J A R B L E. Orange peel. That's O R A N G E P E A L. Like the peel of a bell. That's right. That's right. Yeah, like the peel of a bell. So it's Bluebird sixty four. Jarble Orange Peel, Brownson 49, that part I, no, 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 I don't, no, Brownson, Brownson, B-R-O-W-N-S-O-N, uh-huh, 49, uh-huh, no, no, I just, I just came up with that one. I mean, I am a Niners fan, so maybe I was thinking of the 49ers. Uh-huh. Right, right, so, right, Blooper, 64, Charbel, Orange Peel, Brownson, 49. Heather Fund. Heather Fund Fienen. Right, so Heather Fund. H-E-A-T-H-E-R-F-U-N-D. And then again, H Heatherfund, so Heatherfund, and then Heatherfund Finan. So H E A T H E R F U N D F E E N U N. Right, so it's Bluebird 64, Jarful, Orange Peel. Brownson forty nine, Heatherfund, Heatherfund, Feenan, Apple Smack, Apple Smack seventy two, mm -hmm. at gmail dot com. Yeah, yeah, my husband checks that email too. Yeah, so you can reach both of us there. Okay. Okay, you too. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Okay, you too. Uh-huh. 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 Yep. Okay. All right. Okay, you... Okay, you too. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. 
Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, you, you too. Okay. 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 Yeah, yeah, I will do. Will do. Okay. Uh-huh. 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 Um... Yeah, that would be, that would be good. That would be just great. Okay, great. Okay, okay, we'll see you then. Okay. Okay, bye. Well, that's all for tonight, folks. Thanks for listening. I hope you had some chuckles and some fun. Um, If you have any questions, please send me an email at gaberobertsart.com at gmail.com the email address that was given in that phone call I believe is invalid in case you were wondering um, the website for the podcast is also gaberobertsart.com those are the details I'm going to leave you with another sort of somber melancholy song uh, you know I, I pick you up with some some aggressive weird humor and now I'm going to I'm going to put you to bed. This is me singing um a song by M Ward. It's off of the fantastic album Transistor Radio and this song is called One Life Away. Thank you and God bless you. To all the people underground Listening to the sound of the living people Walking up and down the graves Well, one of them is mine I visited my line. She's only one step away Who are the people underground? Listening to the sound of the living people Breathing the air today Well, one of them is mine I visited my line. She's only one breath away Listening to the sound of the living people Living their lives away Well, one of them is mine I visited my Fraulein She's only one life away She's only one life